Hello, my lovey. You are an amazing, miraculous, gorgeous, complex creature. Welcome back to the show. Whatever you're navigating in the diaspora of poopecularness that is our earth, all right, what this podcast, ZFG Living Podcast, is here for you to do is get real about your mental health struggles, get curious about what gifts they're bringing you, and how to rewrite not just our story, but our actual subconscious programming. So every week, we will explore proven strategies, paradigm-shifting perspectives. We're going to help you get unstuck and start living your most intentional, aligned, joyful life. So if you're ready to get out of overwhelm and into empowerment, if you're ready to stop surviving and start thriving, well, come on, grab your journal. Let's do this. Hello, my lovey. Welcome to another episode of the ZFG Living Podcast. Today, we are joined by uh, divinity, by royalty. I don't know. Like, uh, is my vocabulary good enough? Jennifer Arezio is here with us. Pause. You're always good enough. Ah, thank you. I am. But my vocab to describe you, my (laughs) goddess, not so sure. And I read for fun. (laughs) Welcome, Jennifer. Please tell the listener who the heck are you? Hello, I'm so excited. Yay. Um, who am I? I have the the image of the jerk. <laughs> open Steve Martin. Um, so I'm the founder of Soul Language and Soul to Business. And Soul Language is a paradigm that puts tangibility to soul and the soul of a business. And why do you want that? Well, I help people put consciousness into everything they do. And when you put consciousness into things, it grows. And we want to be successful and we want growth. And what I'm really good about is helping people, instead of create a business, create a movement and really receive from that movement instead of, you know, being at their commute computer wondering when their next paycheck is coming. Cause that stinks. OMG, does it ever? Yes, Spoken it as a former tax preparer. Yes, yes. it does. Thanks. And I can personally attest to her amazing gifts in this arena because yeah. one sessione avec that's with in France. <laughs> with Jennifer and I like things fell into place that I did not understand about myself. And it, I love seeing when people are operating in their zone of genius and your zone of genius is got several zip codes because it shows, it shows how things can happen with ease. Yeah. I mean, listen, my greatest desire is freedom. I'm sorry that we have a new baby in the, in the house, not mine people downstairs and she must be going through a change because every time she goes through the change that poor thing screams a little head off that's the only time I hear her and it's so sad um and it makes me so happy all at the same time in a weird way because I'm glad that she's here um you know I think life should be easy and I think you know my greatest desire is about freedom and I think I know that we just make it all so freaking hard. Yes. So um, Jennifer Bloom, which if you don't know Jennifer Bloom, you should. Uh, Jennifer Bloom and I have been teaching this class called uh, Warrior and Money. And what we've kind of totally understood is that our all of our separation or all the things that we're not getting is really based 
because your relationship with the divine needs support. And we feel when our relationship is not as what we want it with the divine, there's only three reasons why that's happening. You feel unworthy, you feel love is conditional, or you feel unworthy of love. So you guys can pick which one resonates with you most out of those three kind of conflict with the relationship. But when you really understand what's that biggest kind of challenge and you're struggling, you can go, oh, for me, it's love is conditional. So I go up, here I am again, love is conditional. How do I want to remember that that is not true? And what actions do I want to take internally and externally to move from me acting like love is conditional and creating from that Mm -hmm. to create from what my big desire is freedom. And it's very simple game. How we do it is very complex. And I think so often we are stuck in the complexities Mm -hmm. instead of understanding that life is kind of simple. It is deceptively simple. It's right. but the deception is on the lines of, yeah, uh, discipline is also very simple. You know, I mean, muck screw Nike and their just do it thing. However, if we could just do it, yeah, not only that, but who came up with that brilliant idea? I mean, come on, like pretty simply brilliant. And I think the thing about you know, warrior energy, which I have, and I teach people about unconscious warrior energy is just do it. We could do that. We could just do it, right? We could just do it until we're blue in the face. It's how we're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Are we doing it knowing that we're whole and complete or are we doing it based on pain and suffering? And most of us are just doing it based on pain and suffering. Oh, a hundred percent. That's where I come from. I mean, so harsh. And and that's why I also love as a tangent, just the way we can look at language and how we're telling ourselves to just do it because there's, oh, come on, just do it. Do it. And then there's do just do it. Right. And the intent matters, the attitude matters. And when we can treat ourselves as well as we treat any other human being on the freaking planet, then we can be much kinder, not necessarily softer, We can still be supportive and we can still give that architecture and that framework, but we can also leave a little space for ease and fun. I leave a lot of space for divine, right? Like most of us believe, fundamentally believe that we have to do it all. Right. We are in charge of it all. And, um, and I teach this stuff all day long and I find myself going, oh, yeah, I didn't leave any room for the divine. Um, that's great, Jen. Right? <laughs> like, way to go. You know, <laughs> I, 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 it's so often that we don't allow that that room for goodness mm-hmm. in our lives and around us. And Tom Papa said something. Now, if you don't know who Tom Papa is, you, you need to Google Tom Papa. And Tom, if you by chance are listening to this please contact me because I want to interview you. But (laughs) Tom Papa said, listen, we're really the kind of first major generation that hasn't had to worry about survival of food or survival, right? Like Mm -hmm. we got it all. It's like at our fingertips. And so we create all of these then 
other problems to worry about. And we spend a lot of our time playing life as though we're being chased by a bear. Yes. And we're never being chased by bear. So I I was teaching my warrior and money class and one of the participants uh, was actually chased by a bear. And wow. Right. And she wasn't afraid. She's like, I just had to remember my training. And it's been the buzzword of warrior and money because we'd be like, just remember your training, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you pause and go, okay, am I being really chased by a bear? Nope. Okay. So then I'm in past or future because I'm not in present time if I'm like worried, right? Right. Right. So past means you get to clear whatever's been giving you that feeling chased by a bear feeling. Mm -hmm. And future means that you get to decide how you want to create right here and right now and the perfect tool for creation creation is really tuning into your soul and working with in collaboration with divinity so i being such a barney style breakdown person so when you take the pause which i the power of the pause love it love it love it and you you know say okay well what is my training what do i know what is happening am i being chased by the bear the saber tooth the <laughs> you know whatever horrible thing and you take that moment to gather yourself how like what's a trick to tune into the divine you have to reconnect for me i always that reconnection i actually use my body to do that divine intelligence which is my body connect with, I call it God, connect with God. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think about the moment that I felt in totally free, which was driving in a convertible down to Santa Barbara, sun, wind, it was perfect. And I thought, oh my God, I totally feel free. It doesn't get any better than this. I think about that moment. Okay. And so I, that right? That that gets me back on what I call the patch, right? So that gets me on my patch of consciousness. And from there, I can take that step. For others, it could be activating freedom or activating divine safety, divine intelligence, fill me with safety. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, listen, our pain is kind of boring. We all have pain, we different experiences, but it's kind of boring. Our connection is what's unique. So finding that uniqueness about your connection is key. And understanding how it feels for you. I don't care if you connect to the chair or a rock or my dog heart. I kind of care about the dog heart, but right. But as long as you feel that, Mm -hmm. that is what brings you back to consciousness and whole and completeness. Because in that space, you know, there's no conflict in that space. Right. Right. So there's no challenge. You know, it's just, uh, how do I want to approach this? What do I want to be? What do I want to do here? Versus, oh my God, my life is being threatened. And, and right. I was going to say, I love that you said, how do I want to be? Because I think, especially as Americans, we do. Oh. And so that when we can bring that flavor of being to it, I mean, that's some otherworldly stuff, right? Yeah. There, Warner would know this better. He's my boyfriend. He always say that the Germans don't ask, what do you do? 
they ask, what do you play or what do you blah, blah, blah. There's something where they, they ask, I'll have to ask them about it. They ask like, not what do you do? Like if we're at a party, right. And I didn't know you, I'd be like, what do you do? Exactly. Right. The Germans go, you know, what are your hobbies or how do you have fun? There's some sort of German translation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a unique perspective. Yeah. Because it's not really about doing, it's about your essential nature. Who are you at your core, right? Mm-hmm. And that's juicy. That's the way we should be connecting versus connecting through, and don't get me wrong, I love capitalism, but connecting through our capitalist characteristics. It is 100% about what is your value to the factory? What is your value to, you know, this business? Right we personified business more than people where businesses are more important to people with like the whole, you know, too big to fail. Right. Well, and it's, it's so weird, Mel, because, you know, we are a nation built on rebels. We are a nation built on adventure. We are a nation built on manifest destiny. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think we've taken those and, and, really been disconnected from it versus really exploring who we are as an individualization of the one. A hundred percent. I mean, when you're talking about the nation born of the social contract and, you know, what we bring to a society, you know, and then it sort of veered into that fierce independence, you know, the, the frontier, the pioneer, you know, all of these things. And then that turns into a complete self-absorption that is antithetical to the human condition. We are yeah. woven of social cloth. We need other people. We need community. We need acknowledgement. You know, <clears throat> there's this woman, a friend of mine, like was in partnership with and she taught meditation for years in prisons and almost every killer she came in contact with said the same thing that they only felt really seen and heard when they were committing that act of murder that's so scary that fundamentally as a human most of us feel not seen and heard Well, it's hard to be seen and heard by others when you don't feel seen and heard by yourself. Right. right? And that's what I teach. I teach you how to be seen and heard first for yourself and then for others, because it all starts at home. Exactly. A hundred percent. And when we don't have those skills and they are skills, they are not things that we are inherently born with. And so the good thing of that is that we can teach ourselves. We can learn them. Just like social skills, my social skills were garbage for decades, <laughs> you know. And then once I realized, like, oh, just because I'm having fun doesn't mean other people are. Let's let's reverse engineer this. Um, it's amazing how how much happier people were to see me. Um, and it's the same thing when our relationship with ourselves, because we're not just this like homogenized, cohesive unit of oneness. It's not like we're a hunk of plastic. You know, we've got cells creating organs, creating flow, creating electricity, uh, you know, all of the elements that we see in the world are within us. And so we have a whole galaxy inside of ourselves to manage. And when you talk about linking that to the divine, um, then you can call that to the divine, to the common energy, to God, to love, have whatever you want to call it. it whatever matter. it is, you know, that's not the point. 
it's not about getting like locked into you know who what and what are the rules and that kind of a thing but when you can feel seen from a divine perspective and feel that even while we are one of an infinite amount and therefore you know how can you pick out a grain of sand on the beach or a star in the sky well yeah i can right. you know yeah and we're seen and so can you talk more into that about how we can cultivate that feeling so that you know what if we are on the brink of becoming a murderer <laughs> asking for a friend <laughs> well i was in the post office yesterday so i was close to it um <laughs> no i the first step is fundamentally listening to what you want and what you need you know i think so many times we override what we want or what we need and you then know? we prove to ourselves that it's not a need because we've gotten by for so long without it when it is it right? is a need yeah and and people go what what's the difference between a want and a need right because they lump all the survival things right. into needs right um a need is something that you fundamentally if you do not have you feel like you're dying think about that for a moment so yeah if i don't have food i i feel like i'm dying but if if i don't feel loved i feel like i'm dying right Right. And so there's so like, if I don't feel free, I feel like I'm dying. Right. That is my need. Freedom is my mm -hmm. need. And I think to determine what your wants and needs are, are first. And then second is really starting to understand where you're not providing yourself your wants and your needs. Mm. And, right? and I would add to that, allowing yourself to receive yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't keep stiff arm in the universe. Um, yeah. you know, and for you people that don't know what stiff arm in the universe is, it's this. I was in the post office, different day. I was in the post office and this woman had a three baby carriage with the babies in the carriage, three of them with packages on top of the baby carriage. And she's trying to pull open that heavy post office door. And I'm like, do you need help? She's like, no, 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 I got it. No, lady, you don't have it. <laughs> you can you're use like, yourself. Why not let yourself five have two. You've got packages, <laughs> the three babies, <clears throat> which God, I don't even know why that happened. Right. And you're trying to pull open the door. No. And we do that all the time. We do that. And you know, frequently in, in like networking and I, I do a lot of kind of like coffee Zoom things. I will ask a person, what do you need? And they'll go, oh, I need more business. I need more. And it's hard for me not to roll my eyes when that happens because I go, yeah, we all need that. But that's really not what you need. That's like the outpicturing of what you need. And you're focused on that because you're not fulfilling the need that you need. Right. Like, what do you need? And people don't know how to answer that. They don't know how to answer. What do you need? What are you looking for? They're, they get stumped. And mm -hmm. you see them like go the deer in the headlights go, uh, I don't know, or I'm afraid to ask for what I want and what I need. Or even to realize. Right. So do the, do the core wants and needs usually stem back to the, the three things, the feeling unworthy, feeling... Um... That is a very good question. And I do not know that answer. I would have to sit with the divine and ask. It's a really good answer. That's a really good question. Hmm. 
I'm having a meeting with Jennifer Bloom after this for our next class. So I will think about that. Um, my first response is, of course, because it's like that two face coiny thing. Mm -hmm. Um, just like most of us uh, who are in service industry are teaching or offering service of our greatest challenge, right? It's kind of that double-edged thing. Um, I think so often what we're craving in order to receive it, we need to give it to ourselves first. And in order to receive it and give it to ourselves first, we have to accept that we are worthy, that we are lovable, and that love is without conditions. So yes, they are related. Yeah, definitely. And it, and it makes perfect sense. Like they would have to be. And I feel like very few are the people who are going to say, uh, you know, oh, what do you need? I crave community. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, please. I, I I feel no. Yeah, because it's it's so vulnerable. You know, I mean, some a couple years ago, someone asked me what I wanted, and I was like, I want a patron. <laughs> I really feel like I just want someone to take care of me. <laughs> and then I was talking to a friend, and I said, I just want a patron. She goes, You do have a patron? I was like, I do. She's like, Yeah, it's God. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh Miss yeah, that, one, right? that, that like, being, got it. Yeah, oh, got it, right? But it's, you know, it's really, it's going back to kindergarten in some respects, you know, about really understanding ourselves on a basic human level. I mean, kids pretty understand themselves. I mean, they they do some crazy things, but they kind of understand themselves, right? They do. They and what they want and what they need and who they are. And what they won't stand for. Yes. And I feel like that gets conditioned out of us a little too thoroughly. So that by the time we're here in these later decades, we're standing forever. We're we're doormats. I was, you know. Until you hit 50 and then you're like, screw you, I'm 50. I'm done. (laughs) There is a beautiful thing about the longevity. And when when you are in later decades, because you know that that wave is going to (laughs) ebb. Right. You're like, whatever. (laughs) You know, I mean, I've, one of my gifts is really helping people understand their energetic boundaries, right? And I have this whole program called Working for Peanuts, how to choose clients and not energetically go broke. And I remember the moment I fired a client, you know, because I could feel her starting to blame me. And I was like, in mid-sentence, I was like, I'm going to return your money. And I don't think I'm the person for you. And mm-hmm. she's like, what? I'm like, I, even though we've done, I'm going to return all of the money. And that also required a profound sense of knowing that I was safe and provided for. Mm-hmm. Right. And I t- did it in like t- 15 seconds, like, do, do, do. You know, that's what's yeah. great about PayPal. Right. Yeah. And um, it was a profound moment of deciding. <clears throat> I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna stand for being abused at work in my own, right? In my own business, right? And so many of us are doing that. So many of us are 
um, you know, a couple of years ago, I kept hearing the phrase, um, eat what you kill. And as a warrior, I'm like, okay, why does this phrase keep coming up? And I really hate it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to keep chasing for business. This is ridiculous. Like, if the world is my oyster, then I need to start acting like the world is my oyster. And having that receiving energy is definitely the the way to it. And it sounds so simplistic and it's so true. And that is a perfect spot for us to land at the end of this interview, that the world is filled with abundance and yes. we don't have to keep going out and killing more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. Drop mic. Boom. Done. Damn. That's right. Jennifer Arezio, people. We're out of here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And your goddessness to us. Appreciate it. You're so welcome. I adore you. So it was my total pleasure. my lovey thank you so much for listening if this episode struck a chord with you just know you do not have to be defined by whatever bullshittery has happened to you and you can experience joy while you work on the heavier stuff there's a link in the show notes where you can book a call with me and talk about how you can move forward with that because there's so much joy in living and you don't have to have it be heavy all the time 